Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are celebrating our 40th podcast episode. And to do that today, uh, we were thinking of all kinds of themes. And then Maria came to me with a very cool theme. (laughs) It's going to sound so basic, but it's really cool. And it's honestly kind of like the epitome of a large thing I want to do on this podcast because characters are so awesome. We are going to be discussing some of the many female, actually, a lot of the many, but not all, because we obviously can discuss yes, everyone. Yes, we can't fit everyone. We have a big list um, <laughs> of the female characters in Star Wars, and because Maria suggested this theme, how about you say what really inspired you to suggest this? Well, I wanted us to discuss the female characters that have inspired both you and myself in Star Wars. Because I think it's important for everyone to understand how people can relate to these characters, how they've impacted people, their stories can be associated by so many people. I wanted to shine a light on it because I have appreciated it since I was a little girl and it's something to celebrate and I would love to see more strong female characters in Star Wars, all different areas, everything. So we can have full representation. A big reason I started doing those like character kind of focused episodes because I love talking about specific passions and influences and impacts and Honestly, just like getting to do an episode, the reason I said say yes so quickly is getting to do an episode where we specifically highlight, like you said, like the female characters of Star Wars that have really impacted us. And especially Maria also noted the fact planning for this episode brought up how we should also discuss some of the characters that aren't talked about as much per se as well, because- That have impacted us. Yeah, that have impacted us. And I think- A, a big thing that made me consider that is while people talk about Rose a lot, I we also did bring up on our last episode with Sarah, we talked about the fact that there are certain characters who are like more in the background and mm-hmm. she brought, when she brought up like Rose and Niku and how they're really mm-hmm. like like those yes. behind the scene mechanic kind of heroic characters. And it's like those kinds of characters, they have such an impact, but we still don't talk about them as much because they're not like the big Jedi in the middle. of. The- <laughs> and and what we're going to discuss today are all varieties of all varieties, yes. female characters, but ones that have spoken to you and I. And I also wanted to discuss uh, female characters because we've seen a rise in negativity within fandom menace. And I really want everyone to, to understand how helpful and amazing these stories have been and not something that we need to discard or talk down on or erase. These are our wonderful stories that everyone can learn from. And that's another reason why I wanted to to discuss this topic especially. Yeah, Maria and I were just talking about before he started recording actually how we had this idea, like Maria brought this idea up like maybe a week and a half prior to what happened last week. And then after what happened last week, I'd definitely say that the the passion and the interest for this episode boosted like to another level. And I, I want to stress this too, because a big thing that was also discussed last week was like, don't just focus on positivity. We have to discuss- yeah the negative stuff and too and that's why we brought up that it exists we're not just like we're just celebrating women of star wars because women of star wars like we acknowledge that there are issues and that there are things that need to be brought up but 
as a podcast, we can also do something like this where we're like, let's share positive, loving impacts of these characters on us and acknowledge the issues at the same time. Yes. It's like a double kind of, kind of and thing. We, we do not support any of those yeah. groups. Yeah. We do not support misogyny, racism, any of those yeah. things. No. Very obvious, uh, but like, yes, you know. know. <laughs> Just yeah, in you- case. And, and I would, I would love for these groups to be deplatformed, but we will see what occurs in time, but don't associate with them, block reports, help out the Star Wars community to keep it safe. And I discussed this in a thread I posted last week. The big thing for me has always been about discussing how these actions can really impact people because Mm -hmm. fear can become such a pervasive thing when these behaviors are so persistent in fandoms and exist especially in the Star Wars fandom and on that note that you were saying Maria like we've been very vocal on how we want to support people like that's why during all of Mandalorian season two we were speaking out against Gina and sharing LGBTQ representation stories that's why we've been so open about how these issues have impacted and hurt us and that's Mm -hmm. why we continue to discuss those things and we just want to say go away if you support (laughs) any of that and if you don't and if you're you're like scared or being negatively impacted just know that we are a platform that wants to raise up your voice and support you and we will always be like that yeah I don't know why I'm doing a heart because it's not (laughs) it's an audio medium but like yeah the love is is surrounding us the hate must go yes (laughs) and our topic is all about the loving wonderful female characters in Star Wars all right without further ado let us get started because I don't know if I'll do timestamps I don't know how much time I'll have to do that but I'll at least make a list but yeah um this first two people Maria suggested so Maria how about you start us off okay well I one of the first characters because I said this was one of the characters that I thought about because she is kind of a background character but I I love her I just I I love her spunk I love everything about her Aunt Z from Star Wars Resistance. And uh, she is a tavern owner on the Colossus. And I think, you know, she's she's a side character, but she definitely demonstrates a strong being a strong woman and taking no guff from men. I love that. I mean, she, she says it in one of the episodes and I, I have the quote, you know, I will say what I want when I want as loud as I want. I mean, that is just perfect. And she is like that at all points. You can't question her. No one questions Aunt Z. Yeah, I, I just always appreciated how vocal and like you were saying to her like morals and points she's she mm-hmm. was like, especially like in season two when like everything was going to crap in the Colossus. She stuck to wanting to leave. Like she was like, okay, if you help everyone, I will stay. But like, I am not going to like change my mind, Lottie. Now. Like she mm-hmm. sticks to her morals and she's like, I just want us to take these actions and if we can't take these actions then I'm going to go take actions somewhere else I'm not Mm going to just sit here I want to take action and go and I noted how being like a bartender she didn't just like separate and divide like being sticking to her morals she also bartenders build community in that way in the way that Mm -hmm. they're through their jobs they're like bringing together these people and I just loved how much she was always like holding bets for the racism stuff. yes like, even what if it's not was if it wasn't a race like it's just anything about like Kaz in general she was making involved. her money Allie yeah, like, like let's go she's got her hustle on she's smart yeah, yeah. We, we we need more women 
like her or like Akmena from the holiday special, because I think slightly Aunt Z might be based off of Akmena from the holiday special. I love that we have a character that sings. And this is one of, I mean, this is, this character was created in the seventies and we have the men in the bar that are not leaving. She's alone in the bar and she is able to get everyone out and trick them to get out. I mean, that was brilliant. Yes. Like they said, you know, you can't fool a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Han. (laughs) So I think Aunt Z might be slightly based off of Akmena because Akmena is She's a pretty strong character. She doesn't take much guff from her patrons either. They're both super strong women with lots of sass. Lots of sass, yes. Sass to spare. And I mean, this is kind of random, but you brought up that she sings and like everyone knows Mm -hmm. musical theater versus like singing in Star Wars. Let's go. I know. More. There's literally (laughs) only the holding special of AP5. I am deprived, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> and B. Arthur has such a great voice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was just, that's such a treat. That's just like one of the best treats of Star Wars. <laughs> so we have Ventress. Yes. I was not expecting to like, it's not really like, I, I guess I wasn't expected to, I didn't expect to get as invested in like this character as much as I did. Like in Same the here. beginning, Same I was kind of like, okay, this is just another <laughs> Sith character like cool but like I just love how much the show develops her character and is willing to touch more on her story especially later into the show and I'm I just love that a lot yeah she is one of my favorite characters and she has become (laughs) that over time especially now because uh other characters have changed with their trajectories but so Ventress to me where they took her character in the Clone Wars was amazing I appreciate her entire story I love that she saw the errors in both the Jedi and the Sith. And she, she chose her own way. I love that. She looked at it all in that final episode with Boba when Boba had had still gone bad. (laughs) Little Boba. And um, decided her own path. She didn't want to be an assassin or a hijacker or whatever she was doing with Boba, like all of those things. She didn't want to be a Sith. She didn't want to be a Jedi. She realized she was going to find her own path, whatever that might be. And I, I love her entire trajectory as, as her characters changed from good to bad to figuring her, her own life out. And that woman has lost everything. I mean, she lost her master she lost all of her sister witches. And, and I mean, how amazing is it that she's a witch? I mean, that's to me is a gold star right there. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of loss in Star Wars books. I was like, oh my God, so many of these w- poor women have lost like everything. <laughs> and so and that's why the, the, this is, I, these characters for me provide me with that strength. Yeah. They, I truly look to them as role models, like, this woman has gone through all of this. I can do this too. 
Yeah. I particularly liked what you brought up about the whole, like, questioning the two sides. Like, honestly, that one line mm-hmm. she says to Anakin when Ahsoka's framed, like, it sticks with me so hard. Like, when she just calls out, it's like, there's no difference here. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You yeah. do not get to say that. that yes. Like, I'm just the bad one. You're like, well, da good. Like, yep. call it out, Be- girl. Let yes. <laughs> and And I appreciate that she is that one character that truly sees it. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because unlike Anakin, Anakin needed help to get to his redemption. Yeah. She didn't. She yeah. got to her redemption solely on her own. To me, one of my absolute favorite Star Wars characters. I never thought, like you said, Allie, when I first introduced myself to that character in the Clone Wars, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I, I honestly didn't think I was going to like her. I thought she was just going to be a bad character and that was that. I, and I, I can't say thank you enough to Star Wars when that happens with characters. I love that. Satine, oh my goodness. I could, if we ha- did an episode just of Mandalorians, I could go <laughs> like a gush for Mandalorians for hours. But Satine is this particular case that I just, I want to discuss more because in an article, I really discussed Bo-Katan and I brought Satine mm-hmm. up in that article. And I realized how much more I wanted to discuss her story because in rewatching, I just find her arc, particularly in the Clone Wars, just so impactful for the fact mm-hmm. that you really see how much of an effect what happened to, to her people has had. Because yes. This woman, she sticks so hard to her <laughs> that Mandalore needs to stay Mandalore and be mm-hmm. pacifists. Like, they, she just fights so hard for that. And I honestly she has seen the destruction of her people and that's really what her driving force because I think when I was younger I was just like oh it's just another leader who wants to lead a different way but like the more you look at it Satine really is someone who's viewed out of any other Mandalorian has Mm -hmm. really viewed Mandalorians outside of that and Sabine I think this is why a reason why I love Satine and Sabine so much they both had that perspective outside of their people where they really were both able to recognize the flaws of their people and strive Mm -hmm. for a way. And Bo-Katan, Satine, and Sabine are all interesting characters in that way where they all go on their own journey to try to find that balance or that right path. And Satine particularly focused very on the pacifism. And I think that's, and when we get to discussing with Bo-Katan, that's why Bo-Katan is very interesting because she has all of these different perspectives coming in with her story with Satine's pacifism, her warrior culture, and Sabine's Mm -hmm. new perspective from a new set of eyes. And so I just... I love Satine because she's so determined and she's so she passionate is. and oh, I just love her. <laughs> I, I I do like Satine. I like her, like I you saw in my notes, I like her in her relationships because yes. she is so, I, she's so stubborn to me as a character. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that. I, yeah. I, I will never say I don't appreciate it because she gets, I, she has to be stubborn to be a ruler of Mandalore for yeah. goodness sake like <laughs> yeah no she has to stick to her blasters or nothing's gonna get done but not as in a pacifist way yeah no. yeah no I always loved that with her <laughs> relationship with Obi-Wan in particular yes because you as much as you can see the care that you have for each other she will call him out she yes. will stick to her guts yes. she I just and that's what I like that dynamic between the two of them because she calls him out and he calls her out and I like that between them 
Perfect and then, but then contrasting like her and Padme, yeah. where those two women fully uplift each other as yeah. friends. And yeah. I, that is one of my favorite friendships in Star Wars is the two of them together because they get so much done. Yeah. I just really hope, I keep saying this is a good time to bring it up, but like, give me the flashbacks of Obi-Wan. It's oh my gosh. in the Obi-Wan show. Yes. Give them to me. I've been asking 100%. For, years, for years. Yes. Please. <laughs> we have to hope please hopefully we do all right so you brought up padme so how about yes. we get to talking about padme oh my gosh when my dad first showed me all the movies the prequels were the ones that really stuck with me i was like i would watch those prequels so freaking much and ahsoka and padme they were the two characters but padme in particular like mm-hmm. i I, I think I've shared that. Yeah, I've shared that photo on Twitter where I'm dressed up on Halloween. My brother was Anakin and I was Padme. I wore that Padme costume so much. I Aww. was like, Padme was just my favorite. I love her so much. And I still do like just, ah, oh, I just love it. That's that's why I like Clone Wars too, because you don't just get Padme, you get Padme and Ahsoka. So it was like yes. my two favorites. And so whenever they interacted or anything, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Padme yeah. is, is a very strong and smart woman. Yes. <laughs> And I, I appreciate that she tries to help people. That's, that's her goal in life is to try and help those who need help. Yeah. yeah. That's why she became a senator. And as we discussed the diversity of like characters, like Padme, while she does like participate in like pew pew action, she's still like, <laughs> she's one of those characters who really has strength with her words like mm-hmm. Sakine she and does like that and she's yes like, yes <laughs> I like that <laughs> yes I, I think I I what did I I had that in my notes that um she was the only person who could talk with Anakin and reason with him and often she was the level-headed voice of reason in the entire senate yes she yes. would always bring such a good point and perspective to the entire senate and and brainstorm and come up with solutions that that worked especially like with her and bail or her and uh, uncle ono yes she was like everyone loved her because oh she God. had such a good heart i'm gonna cry <laughs> no <laughs> it's just like like i that's why i started this like part about talking about how much of an impact she had on me when she's younger she really does has had that impact on me and i just mm-hmm. feel like I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about her because like, I feel like I talk so much about Sabine and Ahsoka that I often neglect Padme and I'm like, oh my God, Padme had such an impact on me when I was younger. It's so rude that I don't talk about her more. So yeah, and I just really love her. Yeah, I, I like the relationship she and Anakin have. I mean, not all of it, obviously, <laughs> but I, I like the, the, the bits and pieces that yeah. we get of their relationship because yeah. it's not perfect obviously mm-hmm. and that's good for us to see we can't see a perfect relationship i can understand her hesitation into getting into the relationship and that but then she she fell hard and tried to love and yeah. i i i want to see more love stories in star wars because that's something that all of us can relate to but that's what is nurturing and loving and and wonderful about Padme is that she opened herself up to love. Yeah, I think that's I, one of the best parts of her. I just appreciated that in particular, like seeing a relationship like that because of the fact, I want to particularly bring up the fact that she opened herself up, but she mm-hmm. also was willing to put her walls up. Like, yeah, I, I like to note the Clovis, as much as I hate Clovis, the Clovis arc in particular, that one scene between them after he beats up Clovis 
it is the emotions in that scene hit so hard she locks him out she's like i need to take a break from you yeah next to her more she, she calls him, him out calls him accountable. Yes. and yeah. I, I i appreciated seeing that because like it could have been easily like well you know Anakin, i know you didn't mean it i know that i've been kind of shady with clubs but like i know you killed an entire point. tuscan village and there are points where she's like okay i'm trying i'm just going to try to defend myself on that basis but that particular scene she's like no you did this i yes. need to distance myself that's why i really like clone wars yeah. Padme because we get to see her really call Anakin out and this is that's the <laughs> dynamic of the relationship that I like seeing yes. is that aspect because she does hold him accountable she calls him out and we get to see them being loving in a in a more natural way than like always necessarily under fire yeah oh that's that's you definitely yes other than oh we're in love in a battle oh we're actually in love just randomly in a senate building like i don't know <laughs> exactly exactly so on from padme to another another Same. woman yes <laughs> that begins with the p pally yeah <laughs> so funny yes we, we need yes. that's so funny that we both wrote that <laughs> we need funnier characters in yeah. star wars yeah. Like, oh, my heart, every time she interacts with Grogu, though, like, she's funny, and she's just so pure, too. And I Yes, just, oh she's so God, sweet. Oh she's God. just, like, the best combination. And sassy, and sassy, and she calls Din out. Yes, because, like, honestly. She's like, you're not being a good daddy. Like, I'm going to take care of this baby. Season two hits really hard, and just like that one episode, I I tread, I, or I guess she's technically in two episodes, but those like mm-hmm. two episodes where she said she brings that light, I'm just like yes, yes. <laughs> she is she is amazing. I think the love that Pelly has for Baby Yoda instant instantly makes me love her. Like she just, I was attached to her the second she was taking care of him, but also putting Din in his place. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, like the reunion. It's like, oh, you're here, but it's like, oh, how are you, Grogu? Like, and she ha- but she helps Din out too. Like, like she totally yeah. helps him out majorly yes. in all in all situations. She gave him a whole bunch of information and yeah, helped yeah. fix his craft too. I mean, she, she hooked him up with Frog Lady, so like mm-hmm. he would have never found Bo Katan if <laughs> it wasn't for her. So yes. She, oh, speak we should we should go on to Frog Lady. Oh my God. Yes. So important so and a important. huge, a, a huge impact because I, I can relate to her in, and the struggle that she had, you know, with Oof. babies and things like that and needing and needing help. I, I would have liked yeah. that story to have gone a little differently, but yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully Star Wars, we can take note here, make sure we don't Go down that route with jokes. Please, <laughs> no more. But it is important to note her story because of the struggle she went through with yeah. protecting her baby frogs yeah. and getting them to her husband. And their so reunion is the purest. Exactly. And hopefully many baby frogs occurred. <laughs> and their their line is, is prodigious. Yeah. Frog Lady was amazing. More Frog Lady content. More Frog Lady content. Yes. yes. <laughs> Protect the eggs, Star Wars. Burn all of the Funkos you made. <laughs> Those, yeah. Oh, mm. why? <laughs> On to another Mandalorian, another Mandalorian character. character. 
Yes. Wow, we were so in sync with that. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, Fennec. Yes. I'm so excited to see more Fennec. I'll start off saying that. Great animated. Yes. <laughs> Fennec from the very beginning is just such a, like, because no, she's not just, like, best combat queen. She yeah. is also, like, savvy talking <laughs> sassy queen too yes. like she's just queen of everything yeah because she was trying to manipulate her way out of being killed yes. which is very smart yes. or taken in either way yeah and very clever of her the way that she was trying to get out of that exactly. with that din and what was that character's name the the horrible character that we didn't like <laughs> horrible character, what was his name i blocked him out i blocked him out so hard i don't know i don't know why but i want to call him mike (laughs) oh my god i don't know why (laughs) anyway yeah no that guy sucked but she tried to manipulate him unfortunately that guy was smarter than we gave him credit for but she's gunned down then this girl immediately gets back up and she's gonna go off with boba fett and be awesome and like exactly and and she in that process goes down another trajectory yes. and becomes the person that she wants to be at Boba's side. Yes. Some serious ass and taking some names, yes. <laughs> but in a good way, because she's helping out Mando and, and Boba asks her to go along and, and help out. And she says that she wants to help Boba in whatever way, because he helped her when she was dying in the in the desert and he yeah. he saw value in her not and only does she like immediately get it up but she's loyal to someone like yes. she actually she doesn't just like keep to herself and be like i'm gonna keep being a cool assassin person mm-hmm. and she's like no you actually helped me i'm gonna like stick around with you yes mm-hmm. <laughs> i i like her story and i want to know more about her in the bad batch bad when batch. we get her Yes. I'm super excited about that. Yes. And of course, in the book of Boba. Yeah, I mean, this is just so much Fennec coming up. Oh. I'm so excited. Yes. The foxes will be everywhere, Allie. I'm, I am so excited. She is a great character. She's a wonderful addition to Star Wars world. I can't wait to see the full depth when we get more of her backstory and everything. Mm-hmm. Our love for her is only going to grow. I'm curious. I actually want to ask you now that we're on here. So I've seen that theory floating around where she meets Boba before, <laughs> before the oh. Mandalorian. What do you think of that theory? That would keep, that would be funny. <laughs> I mean, they could. Yeah, exactly. That's why. But I they want- they don't they don't say it in the Mandalorian though. Maybe they were like too young to. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, they don't say it. They would have said they would have made a reference to it, like True. another second meeting. You know, they would have alluded so to into it. the relationship now that they were like, gotta give them more history. I don't know. <laughs> well, they, maybe they'll put them like crossing paths closely or something like that. Yes. <laughs> that would be interesting. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I they could. Yeah. <laughs> I think they could. Good. I went to D23. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Two years ago when they announced the Obi-Wan series. <laughs> okay. And um, and maybe it was it doesn't even feel like it was two years ago. Maybe it was a year ago. And they had all this boba con like 
all this apparel and stuff. I'm like, where's all this boba stuff? <laughs> well, they weren't good at keeping that secret. <laughs> they were. They sold so much. I'm like, what is up with this? I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, who likes boba? <laughs> they knew they were just they like, did oh, and i i did i it's so funny because i bought a lanyard a boba lanyard oh and now God. i i'm so glad i bought it <laughs> anyway this is this episode's about female characters i know but we just we had to to digress on boba really quick we had to we had to yes you know what? honestly it's fine I'm, on to one of your favorite characters oh my, god. Allie. oh my god how long can Allie talk about bogotan before she pops <laughs> out um Okay, I'll, I'll pre-ref. There's going to be, we're going to get into um, some characters on here where I'll say pre-ref, go check out this content or go wait for this content because there's some characters that we've already covered or we are going to cover. And for this character, I will say, go read my What the Force article. It's on What the okay. Force. If you go onto my my author page, I think it was like released in, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was inauguration day. I did an article where I talked about the Darksaber and I go into a lot of stuff about Bo-Katan's story there. So if I don't talk enough about Bo-Katan's day, go read that article. Anyway, I love Bo-Katan so much. Her story is just so complex and so interesting. <laughs> Her journey is just so interesting and I I'll I'll try to short form it but like (laughs) the fact that like she starts off and she's with death watch and she's like oh we're just warriors pp reaching the throne but we get more depth through her we learn Satine's sister but she goes on her own journey in when Maul comes into power she questions that ruling upon Maul being an outsider she challenges the customs of her people on what she believes is best for her people because similar mm-hmm. to her sister she's seen what's she's seen the importance of mandalorians above all else and so and then the journey she goes on with sabine itself she just goes through so many evolutions and then even after rebels she kind of has this full circle journey where she gets the dark saber but then the mandalorian I kind of phrased it as like tears that open and opens up new threads and new character development and new it just new parts for a character that it, it didn't have to touch on they could have left her with the dark saber but no now we're questioning her customs again how loyal is she did customs like I said before go read my article I phrased it so much better there but she you she, phrased like, it great Allie yeah no no I I this part about the dark saber honestly the mandalorian puts it in this way where she's experienced the purge she's experienced all of these changes and everything that's happened and so we she's again falling back on the customs of her people and trying to keep people together and it's just i just find her story so interesting and like i said before go read my article i phrase it so much better there but it's just so interesting Mm -hmm. well i i definitely like the arc that her character has progressed through it has kept me wondering what has occurred to mandalore because right now we don't really where we are in the mandalorian we don't really have the full extent of the story like you said we don't know how she lost the black saber because in rebels she was in possession of it but i in my notes i had put that again, I thought she was going to just be a bad side character because she, when we were first introduced to her in Clone Wars, she was a member of the Death Watch. And things changed when she lost her loved one to Darth Maul and, and then her sister to Darth Maul. And um, 
when she lost uh, Previsla, who is like one of my absolute favorite character names ever. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I love Previsla's name. Sorry. I just, I think that's just a great name. So she lost her love. She lost her sister. Then the entire Mandalorian society is falling apart. She's trying to save it. And then from here on out, that's basically what this woman is trying to do is to, to save her culture and her society and Mandalore as best she can. Yeah. And that is a, a strong female character. She very similar to Leia, to Hera. Those characters uh, are women that are resilient. That it connects well into kind of what I circulated my article with because I really circulated all the ideas in my article around the line in the Clone Wars, only the strongest shall rule that mm-hmm. comes to be circulated with mm-hmm. the Darksaber. And I really discussed a lot about with Bo-Katan about how it really becomes that idea of strength and what really, like what makes, that was a big question I posed. It's like, what makes someone like the strongest to rule? Like who is the strongest leader? And when Sabine offers her the Darksaber, she doesn't say, oh, I haven't won this in combat. I can't take it. She says, yeah. I'm not my sister. I find Bo-Katan so interesting for the fact that she does acknowledge her sister again. She acknowledges Satine's ideals and Satine's strength and ruling in her own way. And mm-hmm. that's why I think I find Bo-Katan so complex and so interesting because mm-hmm. she does question the morals of her people. She does yes. think about other perspectives. And that's why I, as I brought up earlier in the episode, I find her interaction with Sabine itself so interesting because Sabine is someone who is who was ostracized by her people who became an yes. outsider who had an outside perspective and came in back to her people with that perspective and both of them can't kind of came together with their own separate experiences and kind of had that developed thinking about you are strong she saw Sabine saw strength in Bogotan, and that mm-hmm. helped reassure that in Bogotan. and then when the purge happened as I talked about when the purge happened Bogotan no longer sees that level she hasn't won it in combat that strength complex comes back into her mm-hmm. the purge yes. happened she lost the dark saber her people have been massacred so I I just I like I said I could gush about it for so long but I just find her so interesting for the fact that she's not baseline like none of these characters are baseline per se yes Bo-Katan doesn't just have one story it didn't yep. end with rebels she's <laughs> still they're questioning things yes. and evolving as a character I her just, layers are being added as we yes. speak yes oh my god <laughs> and it's more it's more than what we can imagine I have a feeling <laughs> Especially with what occurred on Mandalore. When we get that story, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I will link that article in the episode notes. Go read it because I phrase everything way better there. I go in way more detail. Now <laughs> on to another character you on love, Allie. Oh, Your absolute favorite. No, I'm going to talk so much. Can we like skip her and go to her next? I don't, no, I'm we'll just, so I'll, I'll just keep an eye on the time. Because <laughs> no, I I like we have to, so much. I feel like we have to talk about Sabine though. No, I, I feel like we should like do a character you'll talk about more before I gush for another hour. About no, let's go on to Sabine. All right. Because right, it, right. it goes well with, she goes well with Bo. Okay. Content I will reference for Sabine. Uh, Maria and I had about a, I'll say half hour discussion, maybe probably less. Probably it was like more like 15 minute discussion about Sabine in our, I believe two, was it two year? Two year anniversary podcast episode. Yes. So go check that out after this as well if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Sabine. Anyway, Sabine, 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast is titled Nights of Friends. Yes. So as you would expect, we have we are big thoughts about fans. <laughs> so oh my god, ever since the first moment I saw Sabine, I have loved her so much. She is by far my favorite Star Wars character. She is an artist. She is a warrior. She yep. is a caring individual who will literally sacrifice so much for her friend. She will stay on a freaking planet and defend the planet for her friend and then go search for her friend for God knows how long just to yep. find him. For years. Like, for years. For years. For so- years. She'll wait. She'll just sit there waiting for Ezra. She- and then go look for him. Yeah. But she is just... <laughs> she's so selfless but at the same time so self self self-determined where she will stand up for herself and fight for what she believes in and i i i just from for a younger ally's perspective i guess artist cool i'm an artist and just like seeing her she like like if we're talking about sassy characters she would be sassy with those stormtroopers i'm sorry oh yes she is the moment i saw sabine that like that short was to be before rebels even came out she is being all like sassy yes. with those stormtroopers i'm like girl yes <laughs> um but anyway Tells them like it is obviously i have to bring up trials trials of the dark saber because that's mm-hmm. like just like my favorite episode and obviously like peaks to being content <laughs> yes because of the fact that we Sabine is really this she's a bright light in the way that she's like pew pew pew, explosives like cool energy and like obviously we see in episodes like that episode with Hera where she she does briefly bring up her past and questioning um what what she's doing with Hera and everyone but so we see in emotional moments like that but this is the episode Trials of the Dark Saber is the episode where we really see like that deeper emotional side to her and she really opens up because that was another thing that drew to me to her too because similar to Sabine I'm someone who's very expressive mm-hmm. yet introverted in many ways and I, I found that so interesting for the way that Sabine is a very expressive individual yet she still has all of this she keeps so tightly to herself because of the pain and because of just the fear of the unknown like I noted in bringing that article again I brought up the fact that the Darksaber for Sabine, it's not about her customs for people. Like, everyone's like, oh, she didn't win in the combat duel, like, even though she technically fought Gar Saxon and she won it that way. But, like, you know mm-hmm. what? She didn't win it, like, in the classic sense. Like, the Darksaber is not about the customs for Sabine. It's about her particular family. It's about her people. It's about what she did to her people and the hurt she caused. Facing, taking the Darksaber and facing that, it's that's her path and her journey with the Darksaber. It's opening up all those wounds. And I just, that episode, the acting by Tia mixed with just seeing that level of vulnerability from Sabine. I just love her so much for all of those different layers. And I'll let you say something and then I'll say more stuff, but I could talk her so long. So I'll let you say something. I think Sabine is a character that a lot of people don't realize or or think about how smart she is yes thank you. and that makes me upset because she is to me if you of all the characters to me sabine is one of the absolute smartest characters mm-hmm. like drawn super smart so like he's kind of untouchable but like she's right there Mm-hmm. He's right there, in my opinion, in, in the, the brains of Star Wars. Sabine, to me, is one of the smartest characters, hands down. And I, I like the fact that 
if you watch Rebels and you think about what Maria just said, but it'll especially stick out to you. But naturally it sticks out where the fact like, even though Hera and Kanan are like the leader in quotes figures and they're like the parents, Sabine so much of the time is like so influential in yes. the planning process. She creates all the plans. So important in the planning process. Like people do not give her I, her, her level of knowledge of Imperial everything. Yeah, yeah. I just, and, and explosives and, and everything combined together. She is so, so smart and I don't think people give that credit to that character and I don't understand why all I hear them you know we she's an artist 100% so super smart in that regard but we have to like overall like but they're they're just looking at it as defining her as like the art character or the the explosive (laughs) character that makes explosive she's She's beyond both she's exactly much more than that yes She's so many things. And I think she's, like I said, to me, she is one of the smartest characters in all of Star Wars. And I want that to be said of her. And not just her level of smarts, like using her knowledge she gained and using that to help, like both in terms of her Mandalorian combat skills, her Imperial knowing, like just Mm -hmm. also her smarts just in terms of helping others in the fact that like I I think it's so interesting the way that she grows in that sense that like I said it goes back to that kind of that introverted like mixture blah, 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 blah. like she shuts down sometimes and sometimes mm-hmm. it becomes really hard for her to open up but when she does it's like so impactful and like just the, the way that she handles certain situations like like whether it's like after Kanan dies and her interactions with Zeb and trying to like manage that whole situation because she feels the pain but she's able to manage to walk through that situation and be like we shouldn't be violent and stuff or yes even just like the simplest of things of like being there for Ezra being the one that'll be like I have this hologram for you or I'm gonna go and talk to you about this thing or I'll be there immediately to comfort you when you're back from learning your parents died like that's why she was the one to let him go she he's she was the only character he told his plan to yeah and she helped him leave yeah she helped him leave that moment oh my god i want to cry i just ship them so much i love them um but like sabine on her own even just like the fact that she's willing to make those sacrifices like like all of them have make sacrifices throughout the show but like i feel like sabine she has to put herself in so many either sacrificial or risk-taking situations when it comes to her family mm-hmm. when it comes to um people like Ezra and Kanan like she just she puts herself out there and she takes risks and she'll learn and evolve like that's why I like her relationship with Kanan too I know we talked a lot about that during the summer about her relationship with Kanan but the particularly the way they feed off each other with mm-hmm. Kanan being more like in the Jedi mindset and her yes. warrior mindset like I find that dynamic so interesting too I, I just love her so much. I could say so much about her. Honestly, I kind of want to do another episode about her because the last time I said it, it was, can I just- We should do another <laughs> one then. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I just could say so much about her because she just has had such an impact. Like I'll close it out by saying that she inspired me to do more art. She, like, I know it sounds cheesy in that way, but like, honestly, like no. an artist, like in, in resonating with the character in the many ways that I did and drawing her and- she resonated she did that she inspired the podcast talking about sabine and then naming Mm -hmm. the podcast about after sabine Mm -hmm. like she's just had such an impact on my life and she continues to like i really want animation for her and ezra 
I want animation. Really, I really, really do. I will help we, you if it's the money. I will help you pay for it. We will. We'll help you, Disney. I'll help you do we it. Will, we will start a GoFundMe. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I will. I will start a GoFundMe for animation Ezra Sabine. <laughs> anyway, let's get to talking about another Rebels character. So for reference for this, this is actually a character we've talked a lot, both of us, about. Because this was the first podcast episode Maria was on! Yay! So ref for this episode about Hera. Episode 7! We're oh on 40! And that was episode wow. 7! We've podcasted so much about Mandalorian, so I'm not surprised, but like, wow. That's, that's awesome. Episode yeah, so seven. Episode seven. I was on with Maria and a bunch of other guests, and we talked all about Hera. But mm-hmm. let's talk a bit more about Hera today, because Hera deserves to be talked about again, because she's awesome. <laughs> she's, she's one of my favorite characters. I appreciate and love that she created her own family with all the ghost crew. Mm-hmm. She has Kanan and Sabine and Seb and Chopper <laughs> and now Ezra and they make a wonderful family together. And she is like, to me, the ultimate mom in Star Wars. Yes. Because Space she's so mom. nurturing. She, she is, is so nur- She brings the best out of everyone. She really does. She sees it in people and mm-hmm. she nurtures it like a, a, a wonderful mom would do. Like literally, I just want to emphasize it because like, like I going back to Sabine, she's the one who in that training episode, she's the one who talks about Sabine with Kanan and like encourages Kanan to open up to her. She's the one who first reaches out to Ezra and is really that person who reaches out to Ezra and just like with all of them, like with Kanan and Zeb too, like in Chopper, yep. she's just that person who like will be there for that person. Will help she gives them talk the best advice. Them. Like, yes. <laughs> yes best pilot too let's just yes, say it. she is because we know she beat vader so honestly, not, even, honestly. not even a contest there <laughs> and and then on top of that again we we had the little discussion about padme and anakin but this Kanan love story peak this peak this love story is the love story of the star wars story. that's it for me <laughs> i again i We have a hesitant woman going into a relationship. I completely relate. (laughs) (laughs) And being scared because of things that she's gone through in her past. And thank you for showing these things, Star Wars, because these are things that women can really relate to that have gone through things. And you're a strong woman and and you're but you're scared to go into this relationship. Thank you for saying that she did. And look at the the wonderful relationship that that she got, even though we only got to see like the ultimate bit for the last tiny bit of their time together, Kanan and Hera. I wish that I, I don't know the the actual time span of things, but I wish they had years of her being able to acknowledge her true love for him, him being able to acknowledge his true love for her and having a longer time of that for them together. Though they did have that. And I, uh, that just, that hits me so hard. Yeah. I've, the best relationship. Who, 
follows me on Twitter knows I've been on the sad Canera train for about five weeks now. <laughs> uh, tweeting sad Canera drawings and sad Canera tweets. And honest to God, as soon as I heard the WandaVision quote, but what is grief if not love persevering? I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's Kanan and Hera. It like, is. That's why I tweeted that. I so Because it, the two photos I tweeted were the one with the Calicori and then the one uh-huh. with like her feeling Kanan. And I was like, oh my God, it's literally them. Because Hera... She continues to love Kanan, like she, and then her love evolves into Jason. Obviously, like yeah, she continues she to love Kanan, little... and yes, she, we see her grieve. Like in that one episode, I keep praising that episode of Rebels that really experienced but immense with grief. Just we continue to see that love persist, and then she still fights in the freaking rebellion. Like people say this all the time, but like this poor girl, she has Jason, and then she still fights in the freaking rebellion again. Just like. like- just like Leia. Yeah, yeah. In in the fact that these women have such determination and such strength. Yeah. It's amazing. The I I need that. I need to see that example in my life because that's it's so hard. Sometimes you feel like you can't go on and you have this character that's so strong and has been through hell and high water and continues to, to go not become bitter or give up or throw it all away continues and, and in a loving way and maintain that, that drive that she's had from day one. And I feel like we probably talked about this way back in episode seven, but I think when we talked about relationships, we also brought up the fact that I find it so important how they continued her, the storyline with Cham um, and Rebels mm-hmm. because, like, they could have just left it as, like, oh, girl, I went to fly and I'm helping people screw you. But, like, you still you see her get to a point where she does work to patch things up with her father. And I, I, I appreciated that because, like, yes, we yes. do stand good. I think we did talk about it. And I think because I remember saying something like, but not every relationship is all fixable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they still make an effort. But it's I, good. No, and that's good because you should try. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if if that person is open to it, and Cham is definitely a character that is open to things. I mean, he lets her explode their house. So yes. <laughs> pretty sure they made progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the wonderful character. I think she's strong, but to me, like my you you grew up with Padme. I grew up with this next character, yes. Leia. Yes. This is my strong character. Yeah. This was a character I used to play as a little girl. And I, I remember knowing when I was a little girl how strong and special Leia was as a character because I didn't see any other character like her. She could take care of herself. She could rescue herself. Mm-hmm. That was amazing to me as a little girl. And beautiful and smart and sassy. She could handle herself. She could blast her way out of anything. There was nothing stopping this woman. She had passion and fire. She found a man that she loved and they, I don't know, (laughs) mingled in a, in a very abrasive way <laughs> for a very long time because she's so strong and had to let those walls down. And 
the, all of that I could relate to and, and see myself in, in a lot of ways. And I, I grew up loving Leia and seeing her change over time and grow and maintaining that strength. Oh, that woman has lost everything. I mean, again, another woman that has lost everything, <laughs> yeah. but has maintained her strength mm -hmm. and poise and, and passion. That to me, I think makes her my ultimate character because she never let that go. That passion. She, she had a falter there, but Luke was there. And I mean, all characters do. I mean, we see Luke abandon everything to Octo, but she had one falter at the very end when everything seemed dim and was brought back into that with her brother's love. I, I think she is one of the strongest characters ever in, in my opinion, like of all characters. Yeah. Well, I personally, like, I, like you noted, like grew up more with like Padme and Ahsoka being mm -hmm. like the center of the universe for me. Um, Leia still had a big impact on me too, like seeing her strength. And one thing in particular, I think was I saw Leia's strength and Leia's so strong to the point where you forget how young she was. And I think one of the yes. biggest impacting moments for me with Leia was seeing that episode in Rebels and re getting reminded of how young she is. Like that scene with Ezra. And yes. like, I, I was, I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, oh my God, she's really young. I forgot that. <laughs> Cause she's just so Cause she's strong. Ezra's age. She's so like, she's yes. Ezra's age, but she's so strong and determined that you and often knows what she's her doing. Age. Yes. It's like she's oh running God. an entire mission on her own. And her dad's <laughs> like, go for it, kid. <laughs> you no, have I, a I routine. Just, I just, I, I, I guess going back to the, like, Leia had a huge impact for you, but I guess I just feel really grateful for growing up with, like, obviously there's always been a lot of strong female characters, but like as many strong female characters, as, especially in Star Wars, as I got to grow up with. And I think seeing that episode being reminded of, oh, wow, Leia's even stronger than I remembered because she's like, she's way younger than I remembered. I don't know. That was just something that stuck with me. Leia's especially interesting for, as you said, A, how much we've seen her lose and get up and then B, on just a time basis, we have seen her for so long yes. through so much different content that for it's so many so years. impactful to like each yes. generation. Like, sure, I wasn't alive when all like the original trilogy was coming out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I I was not even in existence for like another thirty years or something. But like like even though I wasn't alive at that point, I then got to see her in Rebels and be reminded of, oh wow, Leia's awesome. I want to go rewatch the original trilogy now. But like she she has a, and then she's obviously comes back in the new films and she has her own strength in those films as well yes. so i just think the main as a mother a general uh, yeah. she's a leader a further further leader because she was obviously a leader in the original <laughs> trilogy as well yeah but yeah a further leader i mean like completely in charge of the resistance and rebellion so yeah, yeah. amazing like her strength is unparalleled in my opinion and a wonderful role model. She also All women should be only as strong. She, she deserves, <laughs> she deserved, oh my God, I hate that I have to say deserve. Dang it, Ross. She deserves more hugs. She did like this for her. I would have liked everything. for her to have a hug with her son. Oh my, I know. I, God, I, I feel like I'm going to get into talking more about Tross when we get to Ray because I just, <laughs> but like, uh, it's just like, yeah, I just, 
it's so hard because she lost so much and then like even it's kind of implied that she gave her life for Ben in some way and Mm -hmm. then he still ended up dying so like thanks Disney but um you know it's just hard that like so much loss but like you said she still remains resilient as a symbol of hope and strength and so ultimately she's still an awesome character even though she deserved better (laughs) yes at the very end there you go I agree yeah now what, what are your thoughts on on Tora Okay, so this is one of the characters. I'll note that we have a future episode talking about that. We're doing the Resistance characters. So we're not going to go into a ton of detail on Tora yep. yet, but we will in the future. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Tora, favorite Resistance character for me. She is just such a positive, like all of the Resistance characters. I, I'm going to be so repetitive when we talk about the Resistance characters. Yes. <laughs> but Tora especially is such a bubbly, positive energetic light and mm-hmm. and even beyond just like being like she's not just like it's like Nico's pure but like Tora's just like, like Tora is you would expect Tora because like Tora kind of comes off here here this is a better way to phrase it Tora comes off in the first episode as like this like I don't want to say snarky but like this kind like, of sassy like yeah. oh I'm just gonna beat you bye bye yeah. you're dead I, I would take her as snarky like <laughs> she, she comes off as kind of snarky in that yeah. first episode but yeah. so she's like she's not that like immediate pure force that Niku is but she's still yeah. she goes, but she is she goes beyond that she is still such a light and has yeah. such care and love and like she you see she her, sees like, such good in people as she yeah. does she, she's just so caring and and honestly that was the one big thing for me like with her she's caring to the point of she really values connection to such a high level like yes. I was actually that one episode where Tora is stuck in her room is us in quarantine we just want to oh, be yeah. hanging out with our friends but like yeah. we gotta be all locked up <laughs> but that's exactly uh, it literally but like she, like and then on to that level I also noted the fact that you would expect her to be like her relationship with her father to be super rocky after that, but she still maintains the love with her father. She like still ends that episode being like, I know you love me and you're just trying to protect me. Like there's still such a care for every person in her life, despite the challenges that exist around them. And I love that. And like her father makes some questionable choices, but she understands that in the end, he was really just trying to protect everyone. But at the same time, she holds him accountable and encourages him to continue to take risks to help everyone on the Colossus, which like, yes, girl. (laughs) Tora Tora is all full of hope and goodness. And she sees, like I said, the, the good in everyone. And she will help someone to her fullest capacity. Yes. And and like with such fire, she will help someone. Yeah. She she is always there to help Kaz mm-hmm. and her dad and be supportive and be a true good friend. Like I was saying, she's like often the one that will either A, encourage her father to take the risk or B, be the one to take the risk herself. Like so much of the time, her and Kaz are the ones that are like, fine, we'll do it. Like even yes. in the finale, <laughs> she is so persistent in like, we need to go back. We need to help them. We need to go. Like, let me go. Let me help them. She just cares so much about her friends. It's so pure. Yep. And I just, oh, I just love, love her so much. Very similar to Sabine in that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I love them. So great. I'm so glad I got to like, I know I was older when Resistance came up, but like the characters I got to grow up with, I'm just so grateful 
for yeah, the they're world. wonderful, loving I characters. I know. I wish. I wish Star Wars had had more characters. When I, I was know. Younger. I, told, I told my mom this the other day. I'm like, I grew up in like a very good <laughs> period of time. Yes. And Marvel and stuff. Um, okay. And- I had more. I had more Tim Burton. So I like. There I will go. say. Like, yeah. So my don't don't feel too bad about my childhood, everyone, guys. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. So it's- Allie, we have Holdo. As our next character, <laughs> who again takes no guff. I like that she doesn't let anyone question her. I mean, they try to question her. Poe continually <laughs> tries to question her, but she doesn't let him. She yes. just doesn't. And that's good. That's the way it should be because she is in charge and she has to make the hard decisions and she's being questioned and she shouldn't be questioned, but she is. Yeah. And that's not okay. But she sticks to her guns. And in the end, she makes the ultimate sacrifice when she realizes that people are being in the resistance being picked off. She can make the one difference. And she sacrifices herself and destroys the entire First Order fleet in her action. That's amazing. She's smart, also determined, and would give anything up for the betterment of people and life across the galaxy out of oppression. That's amazing. She's an amazing female character and all these people speaking bad about her. I don't understand because yes, she had a minor part. Not all characters can have a major part, but her part had a major role. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I like Ahsoka's character. You know, we, We see her grow and change in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. I I really love Ahsoka in the Clone Wars because we see such passion and and love for her friends and family. Um, Well, I guess we can say found family. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, because Anakin's like her brother, essentially. He becomes like her brother. And... Just the love that she and, and Anakin have for each other as kind of a brother and sister relationship. I, I, I love their dynamic and how much those two love each other. It just, oh, stabs me in my heart. It's amazing how much they love each other. And then we see it, the pain of it in Rebels, of it broken. Ahsoka, to me, was is one of my favorite characters. Uh, I want... <laughs> I wanted to add the the caveat on there that I don't know where they're taking her character, obviously, for her series and things like that. And it's kind of hard for me to talk about her character because I, I do have issue with the actress that's representing her. So I have to kind of look at her character strictly at the character level and not at all with the person behind it. And she has such impact and she's had a huge impact on me. Like, I, I, I understand that she's had to let go and say goodbye to the Jedi her way and the pain and the scare and the fear that's out there. I, I understand this so well. And that came in a really, really hard part in my life. Mm -hmm. And 
to me, I, for whatever reason, I, I feel like I kind of have to let the, that character go because of where and where things are going now with her. But that, what she went through in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, we wouldn't have these stories and we wouldn't be able to relate if we didn't have these characters and, and this depth to these characters. And Ahsoka to me is one of those characters that like Bo, she's so layered and her layers are being added. And I'm hoping that it's to the benefit of the character. However, what we have of, of Ahsoka from Clone Wars and Rebels, those stories are things that have touched me in a very special way. Yeah. If anyone was like to ask me, like, what's a character? I think the word, the phrase, what character did you grow up with can be such a, like, a, just like what character was in your life when you were growing up? But like out of any character, I grew up with Ahsoka because Clone Wars started when I was seven and Clone Wars ended when I was 18. So I really grew up with this character <laughs> quite literally. And I think if we're going to bring up, because you kind of hinted at the beginning of the segment, but if we bring up the whole, because a lot of people are like, oh my God, Ahsoka, they made her character better because she was less annoying in the future. Blah, 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 blah. I'll pre-ref this by saying, Siraj and I talked about this for like, God knows how long when we did our animation episode, <laughs> which I'll also link, I guess. I'm linking a lot of stuff in this description, but we talked a lot about Ahsoka because we're both like younger people who grew up with Ahsoka mm -hmm. at a time where that kind of criticism is kind of weird for us because Ahsoka was like us like we grew up with her we were those children who acted kind of chaotically and energetically and then we grew up and we aged and we matured just like Ahsoka did as she dealt with an entire war people I'm sorry it's mm -hmm. not because the writers fixed her she just grew because she was in a war and she learned lessons yes. and stuff there As she could grow <laughs> like, I, so I, I think she's just had a huge impact in that way that I really did like grow up with her and that she mm -hmm. existed in because like like Clone Wars started around when I was first introduced to Star Wars so she's always been mm -hmm. there in my Star Wars experience and she's been there the whole time and that's why like like what you said I'm worried about the future because I want her to continue to be there in a way that has been so meaningful for my entire life and I hope I hope that the Ahsoka show takes her in a good direction. I I just, I don't know. I don't know. My one hesitation I will say here is that the Ahsoka presented to us in The Mandalorian was so different to, and, and I know people will say characters change, characters grow, <laughs> because that would be exactly what's going on here. Um, and we don't know what's occurred between yeah that point and when we saw her last in rebels with yep. sabine so i have no idea what she's gone through maybe she's gone through absolute you know <laughs> devastation and that's why she's acting the way she is ahsoka didn't help grogu and to me that was something that strays from her nature so again there's so much more we can say on this but definitely recommend <laughs> i just recommend the all i mean we're celebrating our 40th episode yes it's like a celebration of all our content we actually yes. thought of a themed episode that like ties all our content in yes uh, go check out our mandalorian uh god what was it called the jedi i think that was what the episode was called that episode we talked yes a lot about it is ahsoka the jedi it is the jedi yes yeah. we talk a lot about ahsoka in that episode. actually that is a good one to link to this because yes. that is yes and I, that's where I will leave that because I do love Ahsoka <laughs> yeah. and especially 
how fiercely she fights for Anakin in Rebels. Like that to me, oh. I feel like that's another thing. I want to pre-rough this here before we get into those new shows because once we start covering shows, we're going to be busy and I'm probably going yes. to say it. Yes. Um, but if Ahsoka ends up being the Rebel sequel, I feel like I'm going to be a lot harder on that show for the fact that it's going to focus on Ahsoka while it's trying to tie up the Rebel storylines. And I think that's hard because something I appreciated about Rebels was the way that Ahsoka was there and she helped the characters and she taught them lessons, mainly Ezra, mm-hmm. but she was not the primary focus. Yes. Her story with Anakin intertwined with season two stories with Ezra. Ezra yes. and Ahsoka have dealt with their own losses and they're in their own challenges. And so their stories are very parallel. Their very stories are very parallel. Exactly. Yes. So like I like obviously they could do more parallel stuff in the 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 Ahsoka show, but like I personally would like that to be a show that simply focuses on Ahsoka. Yes. It's called Ahsoka. Like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. That's all I'll say on that. Anyway. Anyway, I included Sonara because yes. Sonara, underrated character. She is so She underrated. is. And she's, she's so smart. smart. Another still- smart character. Okay. This character is one of the top ones I say is underrated and deserved better because yes. season two sonara there were so many theories about sonara for season two and yes. then we got like no sonara content in season two <laughs> like we got some but there was like three primary episodes she was in or something i don't know but i don't know sonara like she has such great development and she is one of those characters where by circumstance she grew up somewhere and she was raised in an environment where she was led to believe certain things and take certain actions and act in a certain way and then comes into this new environment with new people and she is one of those people who does learn to grow and to accept and to challenge her past and to challenge the pirates in the future and realize the care that her friends have for her like there's one the one particular scene when they're hanging out at Torah's and Tora's like, oh, you guys can come over anytime. And the reaction that Sonara has, she's like, really? Like she, she you can tell from that mm-hmm. one interaction. I just, that always sticks out to me where she, you can tell that she's like, oh my God, you actually like care about me to that level. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not used to that. She was raised in an environment where it was like very self-serving. And even if they worked as a collective group, it was never to that level of, I, I care about you. I will reach out to you in this way. Like, obviously we see the pirates that come back to that like thing, but maybe they were just like scavenging for parts. Maybe they weren't even going back for Sonara. So like, I don't know. They probably weren't. Like, yeah. So I just, uh, she's, she's just so underrated. I love her. <laughs> she is. And and the relationship she has with Kaz is silly and funny and sweet. She's so smart. She is smart. She is the voice of reason. Again, here is another woman that's the voice of reason for all the pirates. She should be the one that's the captain of the pirates. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here, not Kragen. She's the smartest one. She's the one with all the ideas for the pirates and she's the one that keeps them out of trouble. I wish, again, I I agree with you. She is underrated. She Mm -hmm. should have more attention thrown to her character because she is so smart and she kicks ass. 
And you brought up her like relationship. She's, she's guns, man, for yeah. Kaz, always. <laughs> yeah, you brought up her relationship with Kaz. And I'm going to discuss this more when we talk about Sonara separately, obviously, because mm-hmm. this is another resistance character we're going to touch on again later. Yeah. But her relationship with Tam, they started it off so well. And this is where most of those theories I referenced circled around was like, how is Tam and Sonara's paths going to intertwine season two? They didn't. And then it, they yeah. Did. And and Sonara completely thought like, Tam was like bad. Yeah, she thought Tam was bad. It was so upsetting to see that because there was such a buildup upon Tam being such a link to Sonara starting to open up more, even beyond Tora. Yeah, because they were friends and in season one. They went down the drain from there. That's one of the biggest critiques I honestly have with Resistance. Yeah, that relationship started off so strong, and then it just went. Nowhere. Yeah, that could have that could have gone in such a better dynamic yeah. of, of her being supportive too. Yeah. But I guess I guess Sonara had to be the skeptical one at all points. I guess. Because she did find that spy. They, they see <clears throat> they focused so on So she would be the skeptical one. Yeah. Open themselves up to other possibilities. Okay. Yes. You know but what? she I, I think she would have caught on to it. So yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I feel like if she had more screen time, we honestly probably could have seen even more. Like where maybe, yes. maybe, maybe yes. there was a like plan where she would grow beyond that skepticism and be, it'd be like kind of a reverse parallel to season one in that yes. kind of way. I don't know. But <laughs> obviously season's resistance was cut short and we yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, the next person on my list is Jin Urso and yeah (laughs) i love rogue one so much same top three star wars film for me so and Jin is another character i feel similar to sonara she became very self-reliant based on circumstance Mm -hmm. and circumstance really drove her to like be self-reliant to act in certain ways and to cut herself off and to not trust people in a certain way like she had trust issues and like I know that's another thing that kind of finds its way in the Star Wars and, like <laughs> we see like, a lot of women with trust issues yeah yeah but but then but like, I relate to this guy yeah. so <laughs> yeah. don't think I'm talking about it <laughs> yeah and I immediately see so many people say she immediately turned sides she immediately saw one message cried and was like okay I'm gonna fix everything but you can t- still tell there's a layer of emotion between her relationship with her father and people forget to acknowledge the fact that her father literally sacrificed everything for like everyone she isn't just like oh i love my father so we should follow my father because i love him she still has a complex relationship with her father in that way but she sees that sacrifice he's willing to make and that's why in the end she ends up making her a sacrifice herself for the galaxy like they're both similar in that way like she continues her father's legacy in that way i don't know i'm crying um, but i i just loved her story and i i hate that people can be so hard on her in that sense like star wars is so about hope i would disagree with them so find, hard <laughs> characters can find hope in anything and that was her little spark of hope was that sign where she had become by circumstance so self-reliant and here was this trigger this opening a thing where it's like no my father didn't just abandon me because he was like oh lottie dog ought to go work for the empire because like i have to work for the empire blah, blah blah he actually was making sacrifices and doing everything he could to make it up to her and to make it up to the entire galaxy so that was her little spark of hope and her little trigger that i don't need to be self-reliant i can fight fight like my father to take these extra steps to try to help the galaxy and it's like ah 
crying. I, yeah. I, I can't believe anyone would criticize that because I've seen she hadn't <laughs> she hadn't seen her dad in forever. And know, this right? is his first time reaching out to her. Of course, anyone would be moved. And the thing that he said to her, the message that he gave to his daughter was like one of the most beautiful messages in all of Star Wars. It's exactly. it's a beautiful message of love and and that he never gave up on her and and wants the best for her in her life. And that's beautiful. And for her to be inspired by it and want to to help her dad and do the right thing after that, that's what he wanted for her to do. That's amazing. She is an inspired character because she in a way, Ventress, she chooses to, to change on her own. Mm-hmm. Just in general, as a character, like she's just so strong in that sense that, like you said, she, she makes those sacrifices and she takes that extra step after seeing that message. And like, she is that spark of hope. And like, she honestly, is. it's, it makes me sad. And she's that willing we don't to see go anyone it alone. <laughs> yes. And she's willing to go it alone because at yeah. the end, yeah. Before everyone joined her, she's like, well, fine, I'm going to go. Well, fine, I'll go. She's like, I'm going to go do this myself. You know, <laughs> you guys, I mean, she put it out to the entire council of the um, rebels and no one listened to her. And exactly. she's like, fine, fine. You guys are going to listen. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to do the right thing myself yeah. without you. But she yeah. gets help. And maybe I'll smart talk- men that or- decide to help her. Maybe I'll talk about this more during the Cassian show just because I don't want to drabble on forever. But her relationship with Cassian too is so interesting in the way that they like their dynamic. I just, I love it. Yes. <laughs> and the way that they challenge each other and like grow from each other at the same time. And then yes. in the end, they get to be, like be together during that sacrifice. And I ship it, they okay? Do challenge I ship each it. other. I ship it, okay? Yes. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I ship there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I would have loved to see their love. Love to see their love. Yet. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yes. All right. Oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Ray, <laughs> what a tragedy the story is. I, I think that's why I didn't include that yeah. because it's yeah. hard for me to discuss. Yeah. I, I just felt like if we didn't include it, it would be like, because I, there is still so much value that yes. came with her character that yeah. I. I was like, we need to talk about it. Yeah. We can't. Like, I'm not going to let Tross control me to that level. Like, That's good. Um, we can focus on The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Yes. I mean, I want to talk about Tross a little bit for the fact that, like, celebrating 40th episode, connecting all the other episodes. Um, end of my Tross review, I talk a lot about Ray. So you could also listen to that. Yes. <laughs> Today is just reference all our past content. You know what? Yes. It's good. Good. It is. Okay. Um, yeah, but... I talk a lot about the trust stuff there. So yeah, let's focus on the positives. Let's be yes. happy for a while. Yes. Um, yeah. Ray is uh, no one from Jakku. Yes. And discovers in this house. Her... We stand only Ray exactly. <laughs> and discovers her inner strength. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And finds love. And finds love. <laughs> Ray, no one from the desert finds her soulmate and is able to work her way through the galaxy to discover her power yeah and she's like the only one who believes in him and she's just i i just and then ray nobody like talking about the first two films especially last jedi like 
uh, Star Wars, having a character like that is so important for, like, obviously there's so many characters like that in Star Wars, but specifically having it emphasized the way it was in Last Jedi with Rey being Rey nobody, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, coming from, like, nothing and nobody, nowhere, and and being able to discovering that power yeah and still have power and still be able to use that power to help others and like and go on that journey where she accepts that okay i'm nobody but i'm still gonna fight for my friends i'm not gonna like shut down and be like and when when he offers her his hand and like he offers her belonging but she still makes the sacrifice play by being like sorry i know soulmate but i have to go save my friends like like she still steps away from a a belonging and goes off to help her friends and like and then in the end like uh, tross ray is such a tragedy because like it's not just don't get it's not just the Ray Skywalker stuff. I want to emphasize that. It's not just the penniness where I'm like, oh, she was Ray nobody. Blah, blah, blah. As a whole, her character was just done a disservice on its own. Yeah. Like, there was so much potential that was built up and it wasn't used to, it was used in a way that was just so heartbreaking where they undid stuff in Last Jedi. They took her character in a direction where she's just the embodiment of the jedi she's a vessel like trust it's just so hard because here's this character that is this symbol of like strength and resonates with that same level of hope that all these other female characters do and has such an impact for young little girls and everyone in the fandom Um, diminished because she has to be a palpatine because she has to be related to someone and it's just it's so sad and like we've seen star wars question the threads of seeing characters in the past question their morality question like the choices they've made like even sabine there we go back to sabine sabine questions her past actions in relation to her people and what she did she holds herself accountable she's like oh my god i can never face my people because of this so we've seen star wars do things like that where it's like oh no this person might be a bad person what are they Mm -hmm. gonna do about it like ray palpatine wasn't like some revolutionary concept Mm-hmm. like it it had been done before in star wars yes. so to take a character and to undermine her agency and her growth her growth yeah put her in this box uh, it just makes me so upset because i like in the end i'll it just limited say, her she's a strong character that has impacted so many people it's just her story ended up being a tragedy because the last film like that's what yes. i'll leave it yes oh, so sad Hooray. And unfortunately, poor Rose, too. Oh, yeah, here we go, Rose. <laughs> because, I mean, Frost Rose just did them really both dirty. Did Frost it. did everyone dirty, but Ben, she didn't. Rose, and Ray, ultimate disservice. Poor Apple. Rose had nothing. Literally. But in The Last Jedi, she was such a, a yeah. ray of hope for everyone and inspired and saving what we love dynamic exactly forever yes oh my god saving animals saving people saving children yeah rose cared about everybody yeah and And we didn't get to see that unfortunately in trust but we got to see that 
wonderful story with her and Finn in The Last Jedi. I loved Rose for the fact that she brought such a light and positive energy. And I know a lot of the criticism that gets thrown around her by the dude bros is often circulated around that. She's like, she's in a war. Why is she riding animals and being happy? But people often neglect the fact that while Rose is such a light and so happy, they don't shy away from her emotional moments. Ryan yeah. Johnson shows that scene of her crying, like holding her from yeah, her she sister. lost her sister. And, she lost and... her sister. And they show the impact of that loss. And they, we, with the epitome of like her line and her saving Finn in that moment, she isn't afraid to face, like she sees loss and she wants to take risks to help others. Mm-hmm. And she knows the more serious level of things like people, people she just wants to help people and yes. say what she loves like stop being hard on her yes like, yeah yeah I really loved her I again I we talked about her before in the novel that she's in yeah with um with Ray and I uh, that to me was something that I needed especially after the last Jedi and and Tross so that way I could have that cohesive relationship that i wanted to see between them and it's canon star wars so yeah yeah but i speaking on the film level that was definitely one of the most upsetting yes. things yes. <laughs> they tease us so hard with that picture of celebration and then they were yes. like screw y'all screw y'all she was out oh and and just like even her simplistic little interactions with finn it's just the trust is just it's just hard because star wars has these characters and this is why we keep talking about ahsoka and how we're worried for the future because we've seen that star wars is capable of taking these characters that have such potential and such growth and such strength and it's capable of taking them in a way that becomes a gag like it did with rose or Mm -hmm. becomes um a a diversion from everything that came before like with ray so like yeah you have to have hope for these characters that they are still writing Hopefully Star Wars hears us and and takes into some consideration some of our concerns. Yeah. Um, not that we are important people. <laughs> yeah, but but ultimately, this kind of goes back to how we started off this episode, so I think it's a good way to end it. While we recognize like all of the uh, negatives and we recognize yes. all of the... It's all about hope. It's about saving what we love. Yes. It's about celebrating. This episode was about celebrating these characters, but we included characters like Rey because we wanted to acknowledge the strength that these characters do have beyond what certain films did to them. Yes. And that we will voice those opinions and let everyone know, you know, the good and the side that we have to work on. This has been a wonderful episode. Yeah. 40 episodes personally from me because i've done all 40 uh this has been crazy this podcast started off as something and then it kind of went through like three different phases but ultimately i started this podcast to celebrate what i love and to talk discuss star wars on a deeper level with a friend and though this isn't <laughs> where i started maria is honestly a, a really really good friend probably way better Thank you. Than so yeah I, I just I I'm you're so a good friend Allie this podcast is still what it started off as even though it's different and I I here's to 40 more I guess yes. we decide to celebrate next I don't know yes but to 40 more to 40 more yes it's 40 just seems to be the big number of Star Wars so like there we go 40. yes it is huh um <laughs>
yeah but as we reference all a ton of our past content in this episode i i'm just so glad that we found a theme that was able to tie it all in and so so much and like obviously everything we referenced i'll link god this episode will take me forever to link and edit <laughs> but like, you know what it'll be fine <laughs> but i hope you all check out all their other content if you're new or if you hadn't listened to our old content because like as we referenced it today we will always continue to build upon it yes uh, as for us we're gonna take like a breather because starting in may we're gonna be podcasting a lot yes we <laughs> are gonna lightly, have a lot to cover lightly, um probably like all the time <laughs> so that's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> not that it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing but like obviously be we're busy. not used to other than mandalorian we have not been a weekly podcast yes this so, is gonna be a change of pace change of pace so sorry for the drought we might even drop something before then who knows we'll see what happens with maria and i's lives but like sorry for the drought I was super busy last quarter of school, so we, we there was only like one episode. <laughs> but like, it was a good episode. That was one of my it favorite was. episodes we recorded. So it was Sarah a good episode. Was so I love that. Yes. But yeah, so more content though in the future. I swear. I promise. I can promise you all <laughs> more. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, to 40 more. Love you all. Thank love you guys for sticking with us especially if you've stuck with me since the beginning thank you all so much for listening and i hope you all come back next time to listen to us all talk more star wars bye bye